You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's RuPaul's Drag Race After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz yeah. TV's RuPaul's Drag Race After yeah, Show. This is a RuPaul exclusive. Yes, peanut butter by RuPaul. That is that's the jam right there. I like that. You can booty clap to that in your seat. I currently am. They're gonna stop playing that at a strip club. Oh, if they don't already. I want them to play tranny chaser at a strip club. That's what I want. Oh well, that might be appropriate. What's up, everybody? Bing is for doing, and we are doing another After Buzz TV show of RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 5, Episode 2, Lip Sync Extravaganza Alaganza. That is a lot to say in in one breath. I respect. I respect that she brought that title in. Yes. And I, I like the fact that this was all about lip singing. Because lip singing is very important, as we could see last week, when poor penetration went home due to lack of mm-hmm. lip singing. Hmm. How about that? Um, hopefully tonight we will have uh, some special guests who will be calling in some drag queens from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Her story will hopefully call in and give their intake to the show as well. So let's kick it on off, starting with the mini challenge. Um, I thought this was a great challenge to start off, uh, which was the lip sync to Rue's songs such as Tranny Chaser, that Lady Boy, really, and Peanut Butter. That was really creative that they had what? those. What is your face? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. My bad. Look, I'm ready to start the show. These people should already know who we are. No, I'm not making fun of Tony. I just, I'm trying to wait till we're going to explain that. Never mind. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's introduce ourselves if you don't know who we are already. Starting to my left, we have Jackie Borowski, Cameron Marston. And I am your sometimes host, Tony Moore. <laughs> we love Tony. It's actually really fun. Well, you know, this is the, this is the hot seat. Just to let you and know, you're for in those viewers. For those viewers that might be wondering where uh, little Jake Dupree is, um, Tony did tell him to get his life, but he actually got another job. So unfortunately, yes. he won't be joining us any longer. That's very true. And it wasn't because of me. Yeah. I, I would like to out. keep telling Tony that. We know Jake's not. a fan favorite, so maybe yes. we could have him call in sometime. Yes. True. But clearly, Jakey was wrong. 
Yes, he was. <laughs> and I would like to point out that I was right, but we will get to that later. Uh, let's <laughs> let's go back to the mini challenge, which was uh, the lip sync to Rue's songs, Tranny Chaser, Lady Boy, and Peanut Butter. Peanut, 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 I peanut, thought peanut, peanut butter. it was really creative that they had the boards cut out with the lips in them. Yes. Although, for me, I was still trying to... You know, because you're, you're like, whose lips? Oh, yeah, there's a sign. Okay. And you're still trying to, like, sometimes they all look the same. So yeah. I was... But I like how they I like how they filmed it. They gave us, like, the little boxes with yeah. each of the queen's mouths moving. Mm-hmm. And it really did show who knew the words, who's good at lip singing. Because I feel like lip singing is an art. Like, you have to be really on the words. You can't bubblegum watermelon through that. Like, you literally have to, like... <laughs> know the words um that are that are happening so um what did you guys think of the girls lip sync to uh to their songs to rupaul's songs i don't know i felt like most of the time even though i rewatched it too most of the time i'm still i was like oh who is who okay it still says that because you're trying to like you're trying to do essentially what people do in subtitling which is like you're trying to watch the action but then also read the words so i'm like partially trying to like watch their lips and then partially trying to like read who it is mm. as I scan them and so I I don't know I don't feel I got a really good impression of who was good and who was bad. I already knew that detox was going to do well because when you already have accentuated lips yeah and I do whether I like her or not as far as the character, I think that she's seasoned. Well, her lips so, stood out too. Yeah, well, I mean, she's also seasoned. Really... I believe that she knows how valuable it is to be on point when you're lip syncing. So. Right. Yes. And know the words. So it was an interesting challenge, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, one that tested the girls. We had um, the winners of each song. Uh, Tranny Chaser was uh, Serena Cha Cha, <laughs> which I I didn't see it. Like that was. Hers were one of the most ones that I was not paying attention to. But. I got it only because when I when we watched her do the lip sync for your life at the end, mm-hmm. she over accentuates or enunciates silently everything. So yeah. I, I get that it made an impression. I just still don't like her. Overall, from from that group, I, I mean, I I agree with with the winners, but I I think she did do a great job with the lip sync. Obviously, because all you have to do was just her lip. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else we can deal without. Um, and then from Lady Boy, we had Detox as the winner for Lady Boy. And I think I think Detox is one of those people. And I mean, I've seen her perform live when she does a lot of interesting things with her mouth. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. And um, and so I think with with that song, she did a really really great job with it. She did. Yeah. Did anyone notice though that I kind of felt like Alyssa? kind of copycatted what Detox did as far as like the way she moved her mouth and stuff. Was it just me? She can't or? see her. Well, yeah. I mean, they could, couldn't they? When they were they different were, groups, weren't they? they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not standing. Group. What I'm saying is like when you're filming something like that, I, I think they're standing to the side. Like I don't think you can actually, because the camera was filming them dead on, I don't think right. they were standing to a point where they could really see who was doing what? Well, I don't know, but it it just seemed that was one of the things that I just kind of noticed that uh, unless Alyssa just lip syncs like that, which is very similar, I don't know. But I, well, I will say amongst many queens that are <clears throat> in the business for a long time, 
you start to pick up and mimic each other because when you're tired or high or coming down off something, you got to rest on your morals and kind of like go with what you're conditioned there to do. There were so many instant um, <laughs> things in that that but I can't. You fall back on your conditioning, so I think that yeah, I don't think I don't necessarily think that I would put it past Alyssa mm-hmm. to imitate somebody and and I think it's just because of what they were saying the past week was how like oh you know with the whole like costumes and how she did certain things and stuff that I don't know I think I think now as a viewer you're now watching to see if she's you're hypersensitive but I think well I'm not sure because I think costuming is different than lip syncing because she when she was doing her lip sync she has a like she's very good at it she's very good and she has a very distinctive way and I don't think that I don't think that that particularly was intentional. I see it with her costuming because she adds so many things to her costume. Right. So she's probably like that. I get, but I, I don't really. I'm not really. Well, sure there, there is some. I've seen queens imitate other queens' lip syncing style, where some show more gums, some overpuff their lips on purpose. They're pooching all the time, mm-hmm. you know, serving the. Li- but um, but it is interesting jumping to untucked. Speaking about Alyssa and the friendship. Coco Montrese, right? Yeah. Yes. Birds of a feather, because it's interesting how they were trying to educate a young girl about, you know, you pull from the talents, which also could mean you steal from whatever you need to steal as far as making your game work. So, could Alyssa do it? Definitely. Do I care? No, because I don't want her to win anyway, so. (laughs) And then in the peanut butter group, we had Ivy Winters win the lip sync. I I, I definitely, like, looking at the lip syncs, I definitely agreed with the winners I didn't have an issue with that I thought it was interesting how if they won they got a lollipop Mm. (laughs) that was very interesting Mm -hmm. interesting way to show the winner Uh, I just thought it was and you gotta hold your mouth open while you wait for it well a great idea I thought was the way that um, even the way it was filmed and I'm sure Rue had input as far as you know I mean the whole like glory hole aspect (laughs) oh have you noticed the the differences in the that's so gross have you mm. noticed the differences in like the filming and the editing <laughs> and where they've placed commercials and things now this season than past seasons? It seems like there's more commercial breaks. I feel like there are commercial breaks where they shouldn't be commercial breaks. Like having a commercial break right after uh, right before the um the runway part and mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. Like I felt like that was a weird spot to put the commercial like as soon as we come back from commercial it goes right into like the runway and I feel like there's no build up yeah yeah. like I feel I like you either do that before and then go to commercial for like the judges critiques or something like it like at first it used to be all one all together like they would um RuPaul would come out and basically introduce the judges and introduce like what the main challenge was and then it'll go right into the runway Mm -hmm. but now it goes to a commercial break and I feel like it kind of it's disconnected yeah Mm -hmm. it feels a little disconnected I think part of that though is I really do is there like an extra commercial break I feel like it's there you know they would have they had one less commercial break normally like at least in All Stars yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. and that's why like it's starting to seem weird and maybe you know who's whoever's editing it just doesn't know what to do with that Maybe I don't. I don't know. I will say I still do like the absolute vodka commercials, the Rue Dunnett commercials. I don't know why. I I feel like they're very interesting and they're very like like I kind of want to find out who took Sharon Needles' crown. Mm. 
Am I the only one? See, oh, I don't get I those commercials because I watch, I watch it, it on Logo. I watch it on Logo.com. Yeah. And so, oh, so you don't, but usually they will show those commercials. We get like cruise commercials. Yeah. I got Campbell's or some the, the Avenue Q commercial Q. that is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you guys let us know how you feel about the Rue Dunnett commercial. You can see it on Facebook.com slash RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, let us know how you feel about the new Absolute Vodka commercials because I always look forward to them because they're they're always kind of different, um, and it always features the girls from the past season. So you I guys remember. Let us know I mean, I remember the it. ones from All Stars because they played the ones from All Stars online. Yeah, but they haven't done it yet online. Logo, the most recent ones. Get your life. Yeah, and play those commercials. <laughs> um. So. Uh, with the mini challenge, um, each one of the winners from the group became team captain. Uh, before we go into the main challenge, I want to introduce everyone to Rolaska Talks. Mm, love it. Which are even the, though I don't like Alaska. <laughs> which are the new Heathers of season five, which is composed of Roxy Andrews, Alaska, and Detox. I find it interesting though that they are not using Alaska's last name. They, they she, don't use Detox's last name either. Detox doesn't have a last name. Detoxicunt? <laughs> Yay! She said, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's her full name. It's, it's always just been Detox. I think that's just her. As far as I know, it's always just been Detox. Okay. But, yeah. uh, Detoxicunt. <laughs> <laughs> but it. Alaska <sighs> has a last name. Thunderfuck. Not on something. something Thunderfuck. Like oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderfuck. Well, I feel like I'm a button that you I push and says terrible cuss. things. I think it's so No, hot. you're that you're that little kid that we would be like, you know, say something and you'd be the first one to say it and then we'll all laugh because we know that you're not supposed to say Throw it, but yeah. we'll say it anyway. At that window. I got in trouble a lot as a kid because I would just say whatever it was and I was like, but I don't get it. Like, I don't get how you can take a word like... Uh, like a specific words that you know there might be a similar word that means the same thing but one word is bad and one word isn't like fuck is bad to say but if you said have coitus with that would be okay I'm sorry but what is has coitus with that means have sex with coitus oh I didn't know that. But see, I don't understand why you can say one and not the other. But anyway, right. that's, yeah. that's not... Yeah. I'm down, girl. Say it all So the time. anyway, so uh, <laughs> Rolaskatox is the new prescription <laughs> drug for people who are gagging. So if you are gagging, take a mouthful of Rolaskatox. Now, I'm not going to... Spit out the Alaska I'm part. not saying that the, one of those three is going to win, but they were my pick, so I'm just going to go with that. Well, what do you do for you? I think they're just keeping Alaska because she's, like, got an interesting personality, but, like, her look is like terrible it's just terrible I don't think it's terrible I would describe Alaska's look as a if Sharon Needles did glam drag rather than the usual Sharon Needles Sharon Needles was like a poor man version of herself and maybe did drag oh you do not like Alaska (laughs) wow okay but I like her personality that's the thing. Funny. Like, I know I sound like a jerk, but you it's do. like I think her. It's almost per- like, oh my god, you're Welcome ugly. I love your I personality. Love I'm fine with that. That's but it, the thing is, I don't like her as a drag queen. Like, I think she's funnier in the interview clips mm-hmm. that they do with her out uh-huh. of drag. Mm-hmm. So to me, she's more interesting as a boy personality than she is 
as a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you think, think your perception is affected by the fact that she's Sharon's boyfriend? Not that you expect more from her, but you're like, ooh. Well, I'm comparing her to somebody who I, like, Sharon was one of my first picks for season four. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And so I thought Sharon was amazing in season four. Sharon, to me, is like, like, just a totally amazing queen and Alaska's like wah wah like so I I get like I'm comparing her yeah again I feel like because she is Sharon's partner she we are expecting a lot of her if we had never been introduced to Sharon we would probably have a totally different outlook on Alaska not me I don't want her to be like Sharon Needles. No, I'm I'm not no, saying I'm not that like she's Sharon trying to be Needles, like Sharon, but, but I'm just saying that like if we didn't know Sharon and we didn't know, but that maybe was her having partner, a style to me that would like pop more or look different, maybe or a style be... of of uh, that separator because it, right. it's kind of like when we were introduced to Manila after Sahara Davenport was on right. um, sees on RuPaul's Drag Race. Rest in peace, Sahara. Um, th- those were two totally different queens, and we never compared the two. We saw them as two separate individuals. Where I think, but I think for them, to me, like those two are both strong in their own drag. Their I don't drag. feel Alaska is strong enough in her own. She hasn't gotten her image yet. Those those two queens really had very specific looks. But I think it's because mm-hmm. she is very similar to Sharon. I think she's the glam version. That's like you said. I just said. I think she's the toilet paper version. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> on to the main challenge, which um, I th- I actually liked the main challenge. Oh, this is a great idea. they got to lip sync to classic moments from Drag Race history. Uh, we had... Um, Team Captain Serena with Roxy, Alaska, Jinx, and Jade. And they all uh, were queens from season three. Uh, they had a conversation between Raja and Delta, um, who were depicted by Serena and uh, Jade, and then the infamous Shangela, Mimi, and Mariah uh, conversation, uh, in which uh, Alyssa was Shangela, uh, Roxy was Mariah, and uh, Jinx was Mimi. Um, so, how did you guys feel about this group, the season three group? Serena was a snoozer. <laughs> Serena Serena was a mess as Raja. Well, as the thing a is- mess. And I feel like Raja is the easiest queen to depict. Like, you literally had to sit there and, and look like you didn't care <laughs> and just kind of talk. And she did so much extra mm. with it that it didn't make it funny. It made it sad and very uncomfortable to watch. Well, the thing is, you have someone, like, Serena is still, like, figuring her shit out and like someone like Raja who has it all together it was just it's you also have to pick someone who who probably is a little bit close to you so you can under so you can like really work that it was too it was too far of a stretch for her to go into like I feel a style that she's not familiar with it I mean it was just a style of just simply sitting there she hasn't owned her craft right oh who, although who where was all this, about the craft this quote where this BS quote that she keeps saying. You look like a college student who just <laughs> got out of class and dropped their notes on the ground. There is a lot going on over. There's all this flipping. Showmanship. <laughs> That's what it was. It was showmanship through performance and blah, blah, blah. She keeps giving this like spiel like she just got out of college. <laughs> and um, 
And she gives it on. She's given it on that last episode too. This like weird spiel about like the thing, she, like her thing, her art form stands for. But it's like, girl, you got to get your art form together before you start well, giving she needs your. To get her, she needs to get no. her stuff together. Oh, I've said this before. That's youth. That's the self righteousness of our young adults, and you know, eventually that cloak gets a little heavy, and they take it off. How they think they hot. know everything, but mm-hmm. they know nothing. But that group specifically, if you watch. Um, and her makeup is terrible. The, Every time she does her makeup, it's a hot mess. The horrible. extended clips, because Logo allowed an extended clip of each group's um, vignette, per se. Mm-hmm. And um, of all the people, my favorite was narcoleptic Jinx. Mm. Jinx. She was hilarious. She had, Jinx is she hilarious. Had, she, yeah. Yeah. Of she had group, Of every group, she yeah. was the, the most entertaining. Jinx me. is hilarious. And I think Jinx's strong point... Um, I heard she was going to be Little Edie in uh, the Snatch Game. I think mm-hmm. her strong point is characterizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she comes from a Broadway theater background, so yeah. she, you know, I mean, so did Mimi, but she didn't do that. But I thought I thought Jinx did a, a great job. I also thought Jade did a great job as Delta. I and, like and Jade in as a, Delta, and in a way, she kind of looked like. Delta, like a slimmed down version of Delta. Like Monica kind of looked like a slimmed down version of Jiggly. Like she kind of looked like Delta. 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 I didn't get the whole eating a piece of chicken. I think it was to I make was, her look like she was bigger. Yeah, you know? I guess so. She was fat. But I guess I, I didn't. I didn't. But get I think that. what helped Jade as well is when she realized that Serena was going down the drain. You can live off of that. Like she was feeding off of that energy. Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> she like, girl, you going? Down. You were going down, <laughs> and she was. And I don't think Jade specifically wanted to play Delta. She was just kind of. She did, right? It. Yeah. No, she, she was did. a little irritated. She's thrown yeah. into it. She was just kind of like, I'm playing Delta. But interesting how the girls talked about Miss Jade. I well, Coco Montrese made a good point. I thought her her read in um, Untucked mm-hmm. of um, Serena. Serena was. A, like point spot on because she basically said if you're the leader you know you sit there and you dole out who you think would be best for the role you don't yeah. just try and steal the show by like taking whatever biggest part you know you yeah, have and she's exactly. like she's like so then you you dole it out so that everybody has the correct part and then when you win you take credit I love that she was like the captain always goes down with the ship mm-hmm. even when they're trying to get she's out. growing on me I did not like her in the first episode but Coco? now I'm like mm, girl yeah. you read she's good um, but overall I, I thought that that group did um, a pretty good job aside from Serena and Roxy was really on point with Mariah mm-hmm. and the Mariahisms. but that was kind of an easy one though yeah I thought. but she was good she yeah was but I mean but I mean it's it's not it's not hard to depict people when you when you've seen them before you I'm pretty sure they've watched that episode of Drag Race they're familiar with these queens so it shouldn't have been that hard to depict these people so and whatever. some of them they work with too like yeah. I mean Exactly. Um, so then we have the next group. Uh, Detox was the team leader. Um, Alaska, Monica, and Coco. Uh, they were uh, from season four, uh, where Detox played Sharon. Alaska played uh, Fifi O'Hara. Uh, Monica played Jiggly, Jiggly Caliente. And Coco was LaShawn Beyond. I, first off, like the fact that Alaska didn't go for Sharon. Yes, I liked that too. I, I liked that, that too, I, but I didn't I felt like, like that been an easy the out. thing was I didn't like her Fifi. Like I yeah. didn't see it really as Fifi. I didn't either. I I didn't. The only person I liked out of this group was Coco. 
I liked Detox as Sharon Needles. I, was, I really liked her as Sharon Needles. It was okay. I wasn't having it. I'm sorry. No. I, there was there was a part where Serena, and I'm not trying to jump on her boat, but when she was trying to come for a detox and read her, mm-hmm. there was a part of it that was highly true. Like, detox is, is always trying to be in the center of the line, and I get that's part of the competition but when she did the blood thing i was like oh girl, that's played out i, I did think i liked out. it i did think the blood thing it. and the kiss was a little too much yeah i thought i thought it was it, it wasn't needed i thought the kiss was too much but i liked the blood thing i i did i just thought it would like because that is what sharon like that is sharon's like if you're going to take a characterization take it to the upteenth level and that right. is what sharon sharon was known for in the first in the very it was first episode the very first episode where she started drooling out that blood so yeah. it was and that was like like that was a like a shocker for the and set the stage for the rest of the season i think if it were that without the kiss it would have had a, uh, yeah. maybe a better effect but the I fact agree that, with that I could see the that. fact that it was like the blood and then the kiss and the, the kiss made no sense. Like yeah. you know, those were two characters who clearly hated each other. Right. You know that didn't make sense. But um, um, but I also liked Coco as Lashawn Beyond. Because oh, that I is, loved it. That I mean, and that Lashawn Beyond, unfortunately, like that's the scene she's most known, <laughs> known for. This is, is not RuPaul's, RuPaul's best, best friend, friend race. race. <laughs> like, that's like, she is just, that is like one of the, mo- I can't even remember most of her during that season, but no. I do remember that particular The um, only thing else you remember untucked. is the gumball dress that sent her home. Mm. That's what you remember. And the fact that she couldn't pronounce oh, apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, Monica was not all the way there and we started seeing Ugh. that she just wasn't herself and Jiggly and is another together. one that is like Jiggly has so many bizarre weirdo mm-hmm. mannerisms yeah that they're really easy <laughs> to pick up on and even um in the um what's her face when they were judging them Juliette Lewis. Mm-hmm. When Juliette Lewis was judging her, she did a great Jiggly impression. Yeah, Juliette Lewis. She's I love uh, her. she's hilarious. I like her too. Um, so yeah, so that group was huh? okay. Then we had uh, Ivy's team, uh, who was depicting season two. Uh, Ivy was Ivy Winters was Morgan McMichaels. Uh, I thought she was a great Morgan. She really, really looked like Morgan to me. Mm. She looked like her, maybe, but I feel like uh, who else was there? <laughs> yeah, uh, Lanesha <laughs> was Tyra Sanchez. Vivian was Tatiana, and Honey was uh, Mystique Summers. I almost almost said E. <laughs> <laughs> that's what RuPaul wants to call I, that's her. That's true. Um, but yeah, I I actually liked this group. I thought I did. I didn't think Ivy looked quite like Morgan, but the one who stole it for me was Lanesha as Tyra. Which wasn't she the one who they were worrying about the language barrier? Yes. And I thought she did a great job. I thought it was funny how... When and, you know, that's a story thing, too. Like, they yeah. build up to it. So they're like, oh, my gosh, this person has a language barrier. They're never going to get it. And then you see it, and you're like, what? This is great. Well, I thought it was funny how um, RuPaul, when she does her check-in, was like, okay, let me see a little bit of it. And then huh? Lanesha was just like, huh? oh, my God, what is going on? <laughs> I'm so lost. And I felt like either she really was lost or she was just kind of playing like she was because I'm kind of like that when I'm in a competition she mode, lost I'll never let anyone see like what I'm fully doing until you actually see me do it and when she did it she totally delivered I don't know what she was doing with the whole like 
<laughs> it was just funny though. Thing. Um, it was almost like she was in her own little world. But when when her and Vivian got together to do Tyra and Tatiana, I thought Lanesha killed it as Tyra. Like I thought she, she was the job. funniest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. That whole like attention stealing thing, it reminded me of um Yara Sofia. I like really? Yara. <laughs> no, I didn't hate Yara, but Yara had that certain thing where she would steal like she would steal attention too on purpose. And I think that's just what Lanisha was doing. I don't hate Lanisha, I just yeah. I think I do still think when she's has to actually deliver verbal lines, <laughs> she's gonna have But a you don't think part of it though was sometimes Sometimes people come up and ask me a question, and I'm not really sure what they're asking for. And Rue left it kind of ambiguous, came up and said, what do you have? And then I don't, I don't think Lanesha... No, ex- no, she was like, let me see it. And oh. they pressed play, and they were supposed to go. And then the girl, the, the girl, other girl was speaking. The other girl like, was, was talking, oh, oh. and and then, <laughs> like, Lanesha was just kind of like... <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but sometimes people ask me stuff, and I'm like, hold on, you want a what? You know? Yeah, no. Sometimes I, it takes a beat, especially if you're in a workroom with a bunch of people. Have a blonde moment. <laughs> That's beyond blonde. Mm. That's just not paying attention. <clears throat> Jackie beyond blonde. <laughs> um, and Honey uh, Mahogany did a great job as Mystique. That I understood why she would have the chicken because Mystique was always right. known for two piece and a biscuit. Um, but <laughs> she did do a really good job as Mystique. Though. I thought she did a, a really really good job like neck rolls and the, what was I'm the hashtag? From yeah, I'm from Chicago. Bitch, I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. There are a lot of hashtags. This there was season. a good. And one. Super I can't long. remember it. Yeah, it's at the end, and I'll figure yeah. it out the what. Something girl don't or something like that. Oh, it'll come Another hashtag that yeah. he's talking about. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, and I like that one too. That and I did favorite. not write it down. I feel that's smart though. I you know here's the thing again about RuPaul's Drag Race being like intelligent in its marketing because it's mm-hmm. like you you have essentially a niche market but it's like if you're gonna post hashtags every once in a while throughout the show and you know you have a community that uses Twitter a lot they're gonna be picking that up and so yeah. and that's a good way to get out buzz about your show because it's not just hashtag drag race it's a hashtag and a bunch of other funny things yeah some publicity some free marketing right. you don't have to have so many commercials next season <laughs> speaking of commercials um, at this time we're gonna take a small one and I'm gonna remind you guys that you we can, don't do commercials anymore do we? well I mean I'm gonna introduce the iTunes one oh. but you totally just kind of we'll pull it back out. calm down we're getting our life <laughs> we got our life over here we're getting it uh, we're gonna Jackie, work on getting our life right now Jackie, I'm sorry it's your life <laughs> Get your life. Um, you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, feel free to download us, listen to us, rate us five stars, comment, let us know how we're doing, how we're not doing. Any comments that you may have, uh, make sure you write them. Jackie will get back to you as soon as your comment <laughs> is posted. I might check. Th- I might check out while I'm still here and be a little spacey, but I will respond to your comments. She will respond to every single comment that is posted so rate us five stars just for that and we like your diverse opinions just like we have diverse yes. opinions right. it's all good and like I, I, I said this last when we were doing all stars I I don't care if people think differently than me you guys if you like different queens yeah. go on and say who you like yeah I and tell us why and tell us why yeah so I can shred that apart oh <laughs> my <is> lord <laughs> even if you're listening uh, right now you can call us in at 424-256-1633 and give us your opinion on last the last episode this past Monday so and I believe we have a caller on the line I think Miss Hallelujah is in the building Miss Shangela Laquifa Wadley 
Say what? Say what? <laughs> How you doing, Miss? Hi Shady? guys. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Hey, I'm living, honey. I'm living and enjoying this season of RuPaul's Drag Race. How are you, y'all doing? Are you getting your life together? <laughs> Are you getting your life on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5? That's our hashtag. You know I'm Get getting your life. my life. I'm actually over in Texas right now. It seems like every time y'all call me, I'm busy you're, in Texas. You're in Texas, <laughs> and I, I just talked to you earlier, and I just saw you on Monday, and you were in L.A., and Lord and behold, on a Wednesday, you are in Texas. World-class traveler. Mm-hmm. Get your mileage. Yes, I'm on the move. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this uh, past episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, um, during the main challenge, uh, the girls replayed some classic moments in Drag Race history, and we got to relive the famous moment between you, Mimi, and Mariah um, doing y'all's argument. How do you feel um, about that challenge, and how did you feel about Alyssa's, your drag mother's, performance of you? <laughs> well, I was entertained. Let me just tell you that, first of all. Uh, I, You know, to relive that classic moment in RuPaul's Drag Race history, I was living for that. Because uh, I remember that all very well. And, of course, if anybody can throw a long-term read, a speed read, that is Alyssa Edwards. And so I think she did me very well. <laughs> so that's So that's where you learned it from. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I learned it from there and from, you know, the back roads of Terrace, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what is your overall take of, of the girls this season? Are there, are, do, you, do you have any favorites so far that stick out to you this season? Well, of course, like Ruth said, a family that drags together stays, stays together. together. Mm. So I love my drag mother, Alyssa Edwards. I'm so excited to see her on this season because mm. I've been, you know, a fan of hers for, before I even did drag mm-hmm. so I, I was kind of hip to Alyssa before the world was and now they get to be you know see what I've seen on a daily so I'm right. so excited about that I love me some Coco Montreese yes I think she has given every sound bite of my life uh, yes <laughs> this season I'm enjoying that and, and there are a lot of standouts this is the season, like Ruth said, this is the season of goddesses. Yes. And there are definitely a lot of beautiful girls and, and beautiful drag queens on this season. So I'm excited to see them work even harder. And I say put them through some more sewing challenges. Make them bitches sweat like they did me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you used to sweat during them sewing challenges. Agree. <laughs> oh, bitch, I was sweating like I was running the marathon. <laughs> now, <laughs> Shangela, as, as I know you, you have been on just about every season of Drag Race <laughs> since you first appeared on season two. Will we be seeing Miss Shangela Laquifa Wadley on RuPaul's Drag Race season five? You know, I wish there was like um, a, I don't know if it's a fear o meter, one of those little meters that rises when people's heart heartbeats go up. Because I think we should have one of those every time a box is presented. Yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, it should just slow <laughs> down and be like. Doom, 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 now doom, you know doom, I can't fit in a doom, ring doom. box, but even when the girls get a little ring box, they get nervous and think I'm gonna pop out. <laughs> but uh, you never know where I'm gonna pop up, and that's the truth. And uh, you know I'm just excited to have been doing some more of the Drag News Network, 
yes. that's airing as a commercial uh, between RuPaul's Drag Race. So I may not be competing on season five, but honey, I'm definitely there. And as you can see from uh, this week's episode, honey, Shangela is still well represented in the house of Hallelujah. Yes, you are. Now, I, I know that Alyssa is your drag mother. When you started doing drag, did she, what's the, like the best piece of advice that she gave you in order to, to start in the drag profession? Well, she, first she told me, girl, what are you doing on the drag? <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and Alyssa will tell you this, she was like, you know, you've gone to college, you graduated, you get a real job. Because drag, a lot of times, if you're not, you know, going to rise to the level of superstar, it don't always pay the bills. you got to have something else going on. Right. And she just wanted for me to, to continue on the path that I was working on, the corporate path. But at the same time, she loved me. Yes. So she supported me, and it seemed to work out well. When I started, though, it was difficult because, you know, Alyssa lived in Texas, and I lived in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can be right next to your drag mother learning makeup tips. There's only so much you can teach a hoe through the phone. Right. Mm. <laughs> it was, but she definitely gave me some tips, more especially because Alyssa's a business person like I am. Mm -hmm. So she's given me a lot of great tips about the industry, about staying out of drama, mm -hmm. and about just keeping it moving and, and working as a goddess and working to get to that level. Yes. How do you, do you think her style um, affected your style and how, how do you think it did, if so? Well, people say all the time when they look at us, now mind you, she's a white girl and I'm half Arab and half black. But people, <laughs> when they see our pictures, they go, oh my God, you guys look like twins. I thought the same and thing. I think the same thing. because we have a similar thing. makeup painting style. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That's number one. Number two, in our, definitely in our styles of performance on stage, I used to backup dance for Alyssa when she won Miss Gay America, when she won Miss Gay US of A, when she won All-American Goddess. And so um, I really got to watch and learn a true performer because she owns a dance studio and teaches kids, you know, age six through 18 dance. And so we would spend a lot of time at the dance studio just going over numbers and routines. And that taught me a lot about the stage and about bringing fire to the stage when you turn the party like Beyonce at the Super Bowl, honey. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And we all know that you are, I'm sure, learning the choreography and getting the costume. <laughs> and Yeah, why do you think I'm in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to go pick it hand, hand, hand made. up. You had to go pick it up yourself. You, you couldn't trust it in the mail. You had to go pick it up yourself. Right. I get you. So what now, right off the bat, in the very first episode of Drag Race, um, when Coco Montrese was introduced, we got a little insight to what looks like to be a little tiff between Alyssa and Coco. Um, I feel like it has something to do with Ooh, the pageant. So now you want the tea. Yes. Mm. Um, can, you, can you touch on that a little bit for us, um, Shangela? Yeah. Like, what's, what's well, the... I can tell you firsthand, I know Coco very well and I know Alyssa very well. Mm -hmm. And this drama, as you guys will see unfold on TV, mm -hmm. stems from something that was a personal situation that went on within the pageant world. Right. I don't want to give it all away because, you know, they ain't coming to me, but I am the man to do a drag. Right. So you know I get to the bottom of the business. Exactly. And I'm down to share that it's definitely pageant-related. And mm -hmm. when and this is no secret, when Alyssa won Miss Gay America, uh, she was later dethroned from Miss Gay America. Right. Mm -hmm. And the first runner-up for that pageant was Coco. Mm -hmm. So Coco's entire reign, though, throughout you know the U.S. as it travels to lots of different prelims and, and meet fans and all that kind of thing, was 
pretty, I don't want to say tarnished, but it definitely had the mark of Alyssa on it because people are like, oh, you were just the second place. Mm -hmm. Alyssa was the real queen. And then I think, you know, Coco felt robbed of a reign, of a good reign when she had put in what she felt was a first place performance. Right. So then there was also some additional drama that went on. I don't know all of it, but I know we're going to find it out season on RuPaul's Drag Race. And there we go. Um, Shangela, uh, before we let you go, what's uh, going on with you? I know you are always doing something. You are always on someone's TV show, on TV, touring, death dropping. What is <laughs> <laughs> what is coming up for you? Yes. Well, you know, I'm still living for our music video for Working Girl, my song yes. Working Girl. Uh, we're right. actually working on a couple remixes for Working Girl uh, for Lifetime Dance Mom. And mm -hmm. then also, um, let's see, what else is going on? We did the, I'm doing the Dragon News Network that's mm -hmm. airing on Logo right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pilot season here in Los Angeles, so I've yes. been auditioning a lot, and I'm really excited to know there are a lot of new drag roles coming out on television, so I've been auditioning in and out of drag. And speaking of drag, my new DVD, comedy one-hour DVD called La Quipa is Hallelujah It will drop in April. So I'm really excited about that. It'll be on sale on my website, shangelo.com, as well as um, at all the shows that I attend and, and go to. So I'm excited. I'm going to Europe in April to perform in uh, Dublin as well as London. Mm -hmm. So those dates will be posted soon. And the last thing, Tony, and I'm giving to you to this, to all you guys first. Okay. Okay, you ready for this one? I'm ready for it. I, well, let's hope that it doesn't get cut, but I just filmed a small role mm. in my first feature film, which I'm oh. so excited about. Oh, so now yeah, we're doing movies. Yeah, she's going blockbuster here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, and congratulations nice. to you. We are very happy for all of the things that you are doing, and keep working, keep death dropping, keep doing what you do, because it's doing you well. And thanks for calling yes, in, Shangela. You know I'm getting this choreographer from Beyonce Super Bowl down, so we're to party. I love you guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shangela. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. bye. <laughs> All right, so um, last but not least, uh, we have the secret that was exposed. Uh, we go over that really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Monica of Beverly Hills is a transgendered woman. How do you guys feel about that? We know how Cam feels, so Cam. You don't like it? Mm -mm. Cam thinks it's I don't cheating. think it's fair. That she's a transgender woman? I mean, if I don't think that it's fair that Detox and Chad had work done, I don't think it's fair that you have a transitioning woman. She hasn't. She's in transition, so she's right. not done the process completely, but still, I don't think it's fair. Because they're taking hormones. Well, I mean, I... Mm -mm. That's just my opinion. Here's... <laughs> here, and I, like, I originally... My first, my first initial reaction to hearing that is like she's got to be disqualified because I don't feel it's fair. Right. But then you know you're you're kind of going through, and I mean I don't anybody who's transitioning and like this is something they want to do, more power to you. That's great. Mm -hmm. But like the question should not be whether or not the question is whether or not you should be on RuPaul's Drag Race, not not whether or not what you're doing is right or yeah, wrong or correct. whatever. You know, that's not the question at all. The question is just, should you be a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, which right. is about female impersonation? Um, and then I started reading, and it's... Monica Beverly Hills said in an interview that it's not against the rules. So when she signed up, it wasn't something that they said that you couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, Cameron... On her Facebook, Cameron Carrera, Carmen, Carmen Carrera, mm -hmm. Carmen, mm -hmm. Carmen Carrera, mm -hmm. um, posted that um, 
you know, made a big comment about how this is the LGBTQ community and the T stands for transgender. And mm-hmm. so if, you know, if someone want like this is a show where people should be accepted for who they are and right. this is a community where people should be accepted for they are, for who they are yeah. and this is this is the place where people are playing with gender expression and so okay fine i agree with that and i i understand that point of view and so if that's going to be the case then you should allow drag kings drag kings that's how i feel like, but, so, but that would be a totally different show. No, it's drag no. race. It's, not it's drag, drag queen race. race. It's not drag queen race. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll allow drag kings, you know, and on the next season. I mean, that's my only thing. I mean, it's like if this is going to be an all inclusive community where right. we, where you know, you accept people for their gender preferences, you accept people for you know their gender expression, then you're cutting out a chunk of well, not a chunk, but a I don't know how big the drag king community is. If they're going, but it's like I you're mean, cutting out people that want to perform in another way. Right. Well, I mean, America's Next Top Model after 20 cycles just now including guys so who right. knows maybe RuPaul's Drag Race but I'm after just saying how do you explain teams. allowing a transitioning well, male to female well RuPaul explained it she was like did she I picked you <laughs> yeah she said I picked you because you're fierce like so RuPaul already knew that it that no, she was no she didn't because she was transgender that's, that's the story that we got no she didn't, she didn't know she lied about it who? she lied about it Monica Beverly Hills lied about it that's why she was so nervous I didn't get that that's yeah. what I got that's what I, I that's what I, I perceive from why she was so nervous because she she was saying I'm holding the, in this big secret and so that but I thought she was keeping it from the other girls I th- I felt that she was keeping it from Rue as well if Rue was fine with it why would she keep it from the other girls because that's obviously means it's accepted yeah because you're I mean, allowed to be there like if Rue wants you there you're there maybe it's just to be accepted you know I don't let's know. find out <laughs> can we find out if How anybody many, knows any, you know, if anyone knows, if, if Rue knew if or Rue not, already knew, then and again, do that. We are not judging the fact or the choice I, that she's made. I, I think just it's don't fine. think it's fair. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fair if you're it, like this is only fair if it's a first step in other forms of inclusion as well. Maybe it is. Couldn't well because my it thing is. is, I mean, I would equate it to, and this may be a far jump, but it's like using steroids in an athletic competition. Mm. You're taking hormones, but does that yeah, enhance? Hormones, does that enhance her performance in any way? Some girls get by without performance, but Look, she like obviously because the beginning of the season was all oh girl this is we fish girl this is all fish and hormones make you fish softens your voice and sometimes you can delude people like oh wait well, she looks like a girl I don't really care about she. But I can honestly say that being a girl, like, in RuPaul's Drag Race, if I walked in in there, I would not necessarily have an edge just because I have a vagina. Right. Um, So, um, real quick, because we're running out of time. Main stage presentations. um, They were to dress to impress. Was there anyone that uh, stuck out to you guys? Holy stilts butterfly, Ivy Winters. I could have dealt without the stilts Um, I think the only problem I have with the stilts is maybe she wasn't because this is a catwalk, and I'm not sure how the stage is made. Yeah. So she's probably not used to walking in stilts on that particular type of stage. Right. And so I thought it was just too much. I, I could have did without the stilts. I loved it because it's like if you like, you know, drag is about is about like taking, you know, woman and then amplifying it. So right. she was just making an amplification. I thought that was great. Hmm. 
And it wasn't too much because it was like... I didn't hate the stilts. I just thought that for the size of the stage, the stage and where they filmed... Because the stage, I think if she's done stilts before, the stage didn't really matter. It's just, I think this it was so confined for her. It kind of... Yeah. It, it muted but down see I don't know if they I don't know if they actually like I think that the first time they walk out on stage in those costumes are when they first like when they're first trying them on that stage so yeah. she might not have known like the size height proportions were going to be weird well, and that was the only thing I noticed too I, I also live for the them. shoes I, I want to see what shoes they're wearing too you know what I mean well that's true um, so Team Ivy were the winners of the challenge uh, Lanesha was the individual winner as Tyra I agree with all of that I agree with that. I thought I thought, yeah. I thought that was a pretty good team. I think people yeah. were surprised that they did win, but I, I definitely think Lanesha did a great job as Tyra. I did too. Yeah. So um let's move on to a little bit of news and gossip real quick. After Buzz yeah. TV News. So uh season four no season four and all stars winner Chad Michaels, um, from what I hear after winning a hundred thousand dollars, purchased a peacock with part of the money. I think like, that's very interesting. Literally? Literally. Purchased a peacock. Not That is interesting. Not a taxidermy peacock. Not 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 a new car, not a new house, uh a peacock. Where I went to college there were peacocks roaming on the campus and my roommate would feed them out the window. Uh, that doesn't but they're really loud when they start mating, so what's she the, should only have one. Right. What's the uh, what really quick, what's the one thing you would buy with a hundred thousand dollars? Clearly you guys have to think about that. My first I would thing, travel. I would pay off bills. I'm to it. I'm, student loans gone. Finally. Done. New teeth. New teeth? Cap them all. Is something wrong with your current There is nothing wrong with your teeth. I grind them now. We're good. But uh, I bought teeth. Well, you know what? You need to get a guard. Get it together. I gotta get my life. Get your life. Uh, let's go into predictions. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. So I think... Finally, next week, we are going to really get into the Coco and Alyssa tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, to go back just a little bit, uh, we had Monica Beverly Hills and Serena Cha-Cha lip sync for their life. And Serena Cha-Cha went home finally because she should have went home last <laughs> week. So Jake Dupree, eat crow. Because I told you Serena Cha-Cha was should have Cha-Cha. And it right continues. Here we go. Get your life. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. So, <laughs> Jake, I still love you. Jake, I I have Jake, no, I don't know you. no ill will towards you. <laughs> I like you too, but I told you Serena was going to go home. Um, so, predictions for next week. I think Monica Beverly Hills might be in the bottom because I think a lot of times when they set up these stories, they set up... They lead in. They lead into a big reveal, like... I, I feel that her big reveal would have happened later in the season if she mm. was going to be there later in the season. Yeah. So I feel like she might be going home soon. Hey, girl, get your secret out now while you can. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a lot of times how production works. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like okay, well, what now do you have chance. A, B, and C? And like you don't. There are certain maybe Rue didn't know, but the producers did, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you can have or producers that are not Rue because I know she's probably part of producer, but like you you probably have someone egging you on to tell your story at certain points. Yeah, Cameron, I agree. I agree. You agree more? What am I doing? Yeah. Monica's going to go home next week? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with that, but I think if she breaks out of her shell... Which, who do you think it's between then? Monica huh? and who? Between who? Who's it going to be between? Mm-hmm. Monica and... Ooh. Um, I don't know. 
I know there are because like, it's it's there's still so many of them, right? And there's not there's only who's so your few bottom three right up. now? Who's your bottom three? Hey, well you'll have to tune in next week. Boom. Uh, uh, After Buzz TV. So we want to thank you guys for joining us. We are here every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard <laughs> Time. Um, you guys, let us know where we can find you. At one two three Jackie underscore B on Twitter. At Tomakava seven seven seven. And I'm at Lounging with Tony on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and loungingwithtony.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Special thanks to Shangela for calling in, and we'll see you next Wednesday at the same drag time. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.